Action! Welcome back to another episode of Rip Through It Podcast, episode nine. And that kind of fits in with our first guest today. That's yes, yes. The number of the bloke coming. I'm not going to give it away. No, no, look. no. It's not that we teased it during the week. No, but obviously you know who it is. But Lockie Neal is going to be on soon. Um, he arrives in about half an hour. So we'll rip through ours. See, the, yeah. the name yeah. works so well. Rip we, through ours. and um, into, yeah. yeah. So um, welcome, Sean Tobin, to the potty. No, very nice, Mitchell. Thank you for uh, thank you for welcoming in. It's a good week, mate. I, I had a chance to come down and watch your game on the weekend. Yes. So that was a game of the year, probably. Yeah, it was. Obviously, um, we talked about it last week. How what 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 kind of meant to the club, and we had to uh, kind of rebound from the Western Bulldogs game. Although we thought we had a lot of opportunities to win that game, we were a little bit disappointed the way we went about it. So. Adelaide game was a was a was a thrilling one to say the least. Um, we really didn't expect to come down to the last last second. Yeah. Um, but they're they're a very good team, and they they had four wins on the trot. Um, so we knew it was going to be a big task for us, and uh, thankfully we got over the line. But, um, yeah, I thought uh, it was probably party time with about ten minutes to go. I think we we're twenty six yeah. points up, and I thought that could be. Oh, you and I both, mate. I was in the yeah. I was in the stand celebrating so just for you. I mean, not that I'm <laughs> I support about ten teams these days, but well, I was yeah. I was very happy for you. Well, when Macker and Charlie kicked those goals, I thought, yeah, we're, sh- we're surely home now. But um, credit to Adelaide. That's uh, that's why they're a good team. They they found a way, and they really took the game on, attacked the corridor, and um, very aggressive at stoppages and stuff. So. Um, they caught us on the back foot um, probably in the last 10 minutes and we that's what we watched in our review on uh, on Monday um, it was just probably like the last 13 minutes because we thought um, we're going to be a lot of close games this year I think we, we're going to be involved in and um, you can't really give up 26 points in 10 minutes of game time so yeah. we watched that pretty thoroughly and there's a lot of things in there that we didn't do right so um, <laughs> I think next time we'll have a bit, bit better understanding of where we're at yeah now you're good mate Eddie I Eddie so, so where I was sitting right the, the kick that he had late in the game, which was called a point. Yeah. I thought that was a goal. And if they reviewed that, yeah. I don't think they would have been able to overturn Like, I, I think if yeah. that had been called a goal... Yeah. Um, it could have been, I mean, like, inconclusive, I think. I think so they would have gone back. It would have gone yeah. back to the, the umpire decision, which was behind. But yeah. I know where you're, you're sitting at the back. You're sitting left of that... So yeah. if I'm looking at goals, you're at the back left, yeah. yeah. So you're with Emma and stuff, so... I, I thought it was over the line, and I was thinking... Can oh, I be real? Can I be real? I think it was... Possibly a goal too. I don't want to go saying it there because I thought it was a desperate, it was desperate act. Goal. Jumped over, <laughs> but he he kind of like he kind of was pointing it like you're gonna, you're gonna review it or um, he was it, doing this in it the bar- school. It yeah. probably would have wouldn't have really mattered because if they kicked the goal, then we would have gone back to the center and then chewed yeah. up any more more time. So um, that was a point. Um, obviously, I touched on the line. So I was that was my first kick out of the year. I was, everyone yeah. kind of just spread. And I was like, okay, I've got this. Yeah, I've got yeah. this. I'm going to go for a bit of distance. I was kind of wigging out a little bit, but um, I was booted as far as I could, and then they they got an intercept mark, which is awesome. Um, they came straight back in. Eddie got a goal. So yeah, um, it was a very it was it felt really weird after we like we obviously won it, but it felt like we lost. I don't know why. It's just um, it was yeah. it was a weird feeling, and obviously it's a really good win for us because we haven't been in seven years. So. I don't know. I had mixed emotions, but um, yeah. no, it was a really good win for us. It was, um, mate. It was it was a great game. I mean, yeah. a lot of people said afterwards it was probably the game of the year. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Yeah, well, yeah, I saw those comments, and that's why I, was, I don't know if you saw my tweet on the Sunday um, regarding the career mail. I did, mate. Yeah. I, uh, so I don't know if you want to touch too much on it because I would like to though. Yeah, I, get into it. I because I mean, mate. Kudos to Cole Pollard. Yeah, um, the deputy. Yeah, he popped um, up. I like that. Editor. Like I, I thought, great, mate. Go in and. and Bat for your team, yeah. Um, but geez, that that got a 
It was. If you likes yeah, on, on Twitter. It got a bit of traction. Uh, this, the reason behind it, like, I, I rarely buy the newspaper. Well, actually, I've never bought the newspaper up here. So I was at my local cafe, Jacku. Shout out, Jacku. Yeah. Um, and I was just going through it with Chancey Boy on my on my Sunday celebratory um, brat. Yeah. Um, my, my breakfast. So I just happened to flick through the paper and I was just like, I was just bemused how deep it was. Yeah. And it's nothing new to me. Like, I know I've been up here five years now. So I understand the, the landscape of um, football and where we sit in Brisbane and Queensland as a whole. So, yeah. I understand where we where we're sitting. Um, it was just, I was just like after like it's possibly the game of the year, mm. as has been mentioned. Um, I just thought, geez, like it gets a better run than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it was. It it surprised me the amount of comments that I saw afterwards. Because yeah. to be honest, I missed it. I think I might have saw it on the Monday or you or came like late. Sunday. I, I was late to you the party. Late. You texted me late. I uh, I was thinking this is um, a bit of Sandra Sally with late news there. You just texted me on the Monday saying, I, "Oh, this is cool." I'm like, "Yeah, man." Yeah, you were you were already four other Come tweets on, in. Yeah, you were already at four other I'm tweets in. I'm trying to make headlines somewhere else. But I, I thought um, I thought it was really interesting because it's a it's a discussion that we don't have enough of yeah. um, in Queensland. And to be honest, I think it's just a reflection of of where the game still is in Queensland. Now that's not a knock on the Korea Mail. It's not a knock on News Corp. Um, but they are, a, a, you know, it is a rugby league yeah. town, state newspaper. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, even after the game of the year, in many people's eyes, yeah. it's, it's still 10 deep. So, oh, well, um, I'll put it down to, obviously, it, it's a biased newspaper. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, it has shares within the Broncos. Um, I think yes. you saw that you texted me. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to delve yeah. too much into it, but yeah. they – have majority of shares, um, vice versa from yeah. the, the news career mail and yep, uh, News Corp Australia, news Corp yep. Australia, and that, and obviously the Broncos. So you're gonna do what's in best interests of your company and the business. And it, apart from obviously being a rugby state, like it just goes hand in hand, really. But um, I think I think they've been really good for us this year because you know they've got some the good good news reporters there. We got um Andrew Hamilton. You got Greg. Yeah. Best in the business. Yeah, I, I reckon they far. are. I reckon yeah. they are. Uh, and they 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 do good work for us. Um specifically the Lions and they get to know us and come down to our trainings and get that face FaceTime with them. Yeah. But um, I think we kind of, we didn't shit on them, but when the Collingwood game came along, we were like back page, second page, front page yeah. for the Selak like game in Collingwood and we just stunk it up for that game. So yeah, I kind of think that they can't go pumping us up too much because that inconsistency with our wins and losses. But yeah. obviously we're four and four. Four out of five games. We've won four games at home, I think, this year. Yeah. I mean, you're in the top four. I mean, you're We were in the top four, yeah, but yeah. We're, we're winning a lot more home games. We're trying to make it a fortress and stuff. So I think there's a you can start you know, jumping yeah. back on board so in that regard. Can we can we eradicate the name Fortress and start calling it the Lions Den? Like, yeah. at what point do we at what point do we get to campaign and and start putting out there that the Gabba should be called the Lions Den? All right, mate, start it right now. We'll I think up, we uh, need to. Once this comes out, I'll put up a tweet and yep. I'll do a poll because yep. I actually like Lions Den. I think the Lions Den works. It makes, it makes sense. It makes absolute it sense. Makes like sense. I don't know why we're not doing it. Well, um, the Fortress is a bit of like a Colosseum, the Gabba. Like it's, yeah. it has that vibe to it. So I think yeah. that was the old term, like they want to mm. make it a fortress. Um, yeah. And we just kind of took that and run with it. But I think we're, we're starting to make it a hard game to, to come up here and win. And that's the best thing. And we're starting to get you know 20 odd thousand to each game. And obviously to the, the Collingwood one, we had a sold out Gabba. But um. I think once once a big team start coming up here more often, and we got Hawthorne next week. Yeah, that'll be that'll be which will be a massive game. one. Indigenous yeah. round. We're going to win our Indigenous jumpers for that. So we're looking forward to it. But yeah, but yeah, that was the thing. And uh, what else is it? Big Chancy boy had his first ice kick session last yeah, week. Yeah, so tell me how that went. He was he was actually going really well. I was a bit nervous as a dad. So yeah, um, obviously the, the people 
who were running it knew who we were because we do a lot of stuff with you know AFL Queensland and the, the clinics up here. So they're like, oh, yeah. Robbo, how you going, mate? Uh, we saw Chance's name down, so we kind of assumed that uh, that's your son. And yeah, it was, it was good. It was good fun. He was doing really well listening. Sitting the first time I've seen him in a classroom type environment, like sitting down listening. Yeah. Had, had good. Sk- he has actually had pretty good skills. So I don't really force the ball onto him that much. Um, mm. he, he picks it up pretty naturally, which is great. Um, so sitting down, loving it, and then guess who turns up? Uh, Probably I don't have seen the photo, but no, I haven't. No. It was Alex Witherden and Cam Rayner. They both turn up, and then immediately, oh, yeah, chances, chances loses concentration like that, like straight yeah, away. So yeah, like he's yeah. always looking, looking at the guggers, like looking at him going, oh yeah, look at me, I'm you know kicking the ball around and stuff. And so yeah. he, so he was loving it till then, and then he kind of just went off the track a little and bit. That was it. Yeah, that, that was awesome. it. It was game over. But yeah. no, he actually loved it. He keeps talking about it, and he, I even took him down to the clink last night at Cooper. Um, and he had a really good time with the under fourteens. Like they loved him, and he was yeah. like doing the full length crown drills with them and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, it was pretty funny times. But oh, yeah. so and and that might not have even been the highlight of your week with the win as well. Oh, I mean, I, I heard you um, like me ventured out to the cinemas by yourself. Now I'm glad you told me this because oh, I yeah, thought I was yeah, the only yeah, loser yeah. that went by themselves to this to watch is it. A, the the age question, the age old question. Like, is it weird to go to the cinemas by yourself? Now. I'll answer that by saying this is cool the because first time I've done it in <laughs> ten years. Okay, so you went, you went. But I'm not. Against, but having been there by myself, yeah. I'm not against it at all. Um, like I, I, I went to the Avengers, and I think you may mentioned you did the exact. I <laughs> so, yeah. So I went yeah. last night. I didn't actually realize that it was a three-hour movie. Yeah. So it was it was a spur of the moment thing. I was I was at home. Emma wanted some, um, me to go to Kmart to grab. A spinning wheel or something for her boots indi- for her indigenous yeah, boots she's been painting. She wants to do yeah. like the she wants to do something cool like a little spinning motion and get like an awesome photo for the gram. Yeah. So I went there and got that. And I was like, look, Em, can I go to the movies? It's like I barely get time to myself. Like I got the kids. Obviously got Emma. Got yeah. football. Like everything's just so with everyone. Yeah. And I was like, can I just go to the movies? So I was going to see John Wick three, and I was like, that's probably not a bad movie to see. And then. I was like, oh, the Avengers is something I haven't seen for a long time and all the boys have been talking about. It. Like, I'm three weeks deep now. Like, everyone's oh, already yeah. seen it. I'm so far yeah. off. So far off. Yeah. So, yeah, I rocked up at 8.30 and I left at 12 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got to go up to 6 a.m. in the morning. But yeah, yeah. my question was, like, it, I've been doing it for a long time. I haven't been doing it with Emma because she thinks it's really weird. So yeah. I, used, I used to go to the movies by myself a lot and just sit there and chill. Loser. I, I, <laughs> internally, I thought that. I was like, no one else is doing this. Surely no one else is doing this. But... And when I go to the movies with my boys, I'm like, I see something by myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, have they been yeah. stood up on a date yeah. or they just going solo? I don't know. But uh, ha- yeah, I went by myself. Having done it two weeks ago when I watched The Avengers because Chloe didn't want to yeah. come with me and she yeah. hadn't seen any others and I wasn't going to drag her along because then I'm answering every question. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, oh, there's so many things in there that you just like, I, yeah. I felt like I hadn't watched the last one. I was like, what yeah. was happening at the start? So yeah. I had to brush up on my knowledge but, a little bit. But having watched it by myself, I have no issues going to the cinemas now yeah, by myself. I might make it a regular occurrence once a month well, where I well, I'm, spend some I'm thinking short. one once a week type thing. I loved it. <laughs> like It was weird because I was the only one in the cinema. So I feel like a loser from the get-go because when I got to the thing, the girl at the front was like, oh, yeah, you'll be the only one in there. I'm like, 
Yeah, sweet. Yeah, but see, so you're the rookie who went to the 8 p.m. session. Yeah. I'm the smart one who went to the 10 a.m. session because I knew that it was going to be a three-hour film. Well, sorry, mister, that uh, we don't all have a luxury of that amazing uh, media job that you've got just... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing your articles and venturing out as a freelance journalist doing yeah. your thing. So yeah, we've you. actually got to work during the day. But That's okay. That's right. kids, well, I just throw the kids it. out there. Throw the kids out there. Yeah. But no, I actually, I, I lo- I actually really enjoyed it. We'll put it. out a poll. We'll, we'll put, put out a poll. We've got a couple polls. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, before we jump in, I've got to give a shout out to my girl Sally Pearson. So yeah. she raced for the first time in uh, hurdles for 15 months and, and got her first fastest time in 15 months. So Bang. Um, she's flying. She's over in she she was over in Japan. She's come back this week, but um, Sally we'll catch up next week. So she's she's fit. She's ready to go. So what's um, next for her? Like what's on the scale for her? Is it like uh, she got world champs? World champs. She got world champs later in the year. So she's the defending world champion. Yeah, she's um, a legend. She's 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 our, she's <laughs> she's the only one that I really know left that's doing well. Yeah, she's to be yeah. Well, mate, she she just. Tatiana yeah. Gregorio ever is she still doing that pole vault or whatever she's doing? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think she is. I think she's. I think she might have get given up a while ago. But now Sally's flying, mate. So she's she's got world champs and then hopefully Tokyo next year. So just a shout out to Sally. Yeah, um, good job. I'm she not, doesn't, I see she you doesn't miss a yeah, no. doesn't miss an, <laughs> doesn't miss an episode. So <laughs> on the way to the track, she's always <laughs> tuning in, getting that uh that half an hour podcast in before she uh, runs her best times in fifteen months. Well, that's no, good on it. But I see I see you've been doing a little bit of work with exclusive insight um with those athletes so kind of goes into the topic next topic that it's close to me so i don't really want to go tread on too many toes because yeah, they've yeah. been you know their name is in the media like on every publication at the moment so it's, yeah. it's a tough one but and um, we're not in the business of piling on no i'm not i'm not the, the, I'm not the kicking days. in the ground game i'm not about yeah. that i'm not no. about i'm not about satana helping no 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 were <laughs> well, you probably, there for that yeah well that's my <laughs> first intra-club game i kicked three goals i was like i'm Shit, no I'm way. probably the best player in the world right now. Yeah, and then I didn't get anything in the paper the next day. I was all was, he went Stop he went viral, man. It was like on overseas, America, like everything. I was like, damn, man, that this was, is AFL football. Like that was wild. You're allowed to punch players and kick him. That's sick. Yeah, we I might really. get him on the show one day, man. I could call him right now and he'd answer. Like that's yeah. how that's how like much I love that guy. So. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. So, but you're right. So Carlton um have been in the talking headlines for yeah. I suppose last week and um a lot's been made of the senior coach um yeah. but but and I'm not talking specifically about uh, Brendan Bolton here because we don't we're not in the business of doing that but one thing I was really keen to ask you about um we'll talk about that the reset the rebuild but do you think it's fair as a player and from a player's perspective do you think it's fair that the senior coach is the one who's always in the firing line. Um, yeah, I I actually agree. I don't understand why they are. Um, if they've got a good list and they've got experience list and the game plan is just not up to scratch, I understand then like they they could be called into question. But it seems like if a team's going bad, the first bloke to be thrown under a bus as a coach mm. is it because like the players like don't want to play for the you know, play for their coach? Is that is that do you reckon that's why? Because for me, I've like honestly. When you're out there playing, you, you, the last thing you're thinking about is playing for a coach. Like that's honestly yeah. the last thing I'm thinking about. Like yeah. when I cross the line, like I'll die, literally die for my, my teammates and my club and stuff. Like that's just my mentality. But yeah, the only time I'm thinking about the coach is when I'm done something wrong. I'm like ah oh, shit, yeah. that's and he's yeah. on the bench too. Faisal was on the bench, but you, playing for your coach is not what it, it, what everyone thinks it is. It's it's honestly not like that. So yeah. obviously, like you you back your coaching one hundred percent because that's what you do. If, even like if it's a player who's you know not playing well, you're always going to bat for you know your own club and your team. And obviously, you've got to be positive for the media. Um, I can understand that, but 
Brendan Bolton, when he was at Hawthorne and he when Clarko went out sick for I think three to four weeks, I'm pretty sure he yeah. won all three games. So yeah. different circumstances. Yes, he's had some time to rebuild the club, but I wouldn't throw it at the coach. As a player, I'll take I'll take responsibility for a team getting pumped by 93 points. Yeah. And not long ago, literally last year, we got beaten by Richmond by about 80 odd points. Yeah. So yep. it's not it's not all doom and gloom when that happens. Um, they're going through a big phase and. That you see the term rebuild and um, resetting, yeah. um, thrown along, and I, I can understand like the supporters who get, you know, fed up with it. Up with so let's thing. talk about that. So the the notion of the rebuild and the resets, and yeah. and I think Brad Scott actually came out a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, it is really difficult to change over your list and yeah. still provide optimism and hope to to your supporters when you know that you're in a transition period. Yeah. Um. What What do you make? Because I suppose, and the reason I ask this is because. The comparisons that Carlton is up against at the moment is yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Um, you know, about I think there was a period where you both occupied the bottom, bottom five, five for the last four or five, five years. years something yeah, like that. And, and obviously we look at the the difference now and you see the jump. So what do you make of the the notion of the total rebuild and total reset from a player's perspective? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you view that? And before I even, even say anything, this is no not throwing any shade or not throwing any negativity towards Carlton. Mm. This is just purely what I've been through. I've been to both yeah. clubs, so I understand how yeah. the Carlton, even though it's pretty much a new squad and new staff upstairs, um, yeah. it's pretty much a new, whole new club for me. So I can't give you too much insight there. But I, th- I think the ter- like for us. It was the big big moment was when we got Fags in, so that was our fresh start. Um, they brought in David Noble from Adelaide Crows, who's a who's our GM. He's does amazing work with off-field standards and culture and understanding um, how you know, our club should be run. And yep. we brought a lot of staff in as well, uh, mental health, um, welfare managers. Um, the whole we brought in everything pretty much new. We kept a lot of assistant coaches and obviously upstairs level five, all our admin and stuff is. We kept yep. a lot of that the same. Greg Swan's been amazing since he's been here, but I honestly think like building the culture and um, we we had a, like a lot of things I can't talk about in terms of what we keep inside our four walls, so I don't want to go um, being that leaky information. But our culture was a massive one we need to fix at the time, and bringing in Fags, who is a really good teacher, he's got a teaching background. Um, our average age is twenty one. I think we're still the second youngest list in the AFL. Yeah, so, which is amazing. Which is which is really like it's actually exciting times. That's why a lot of uh, we sell a lot of hope and where we can go type thing. So um, our culture was a massive one that we had to fix straight away, and we wanted to have the players who wanted to be at the club at the club. So obviously, there's been a lot of noise about players leaving, and we had the go home five or probably six, seven years ago, whatever that was, and really we want to change that perception out there. So for our similarities between us and Colton, I think there's a couple of players in there that I was like, oh, is that the right? fit for a club like we got um lincoln mccarthy who hasn't only played 25 games in six yeah. or something years so he's he could be a bit of a one that you think oh that's not the best pickup but yeah. obviously the the list management and recruiters are seeing something in him and he's been you know he's already repaid us really with the games he's been playing um yep. he plays his role josh walker's another one that we picked up who a lot of people would have been thinking oh you know he could be a really good player he's in tom Hawkins' shadow as a forward he kicked five goals against us about four years ago before we picked him up so yeah. We thought, oh, he's going to be our next forward. It can, you know, replace Michael Close when he left. Um, and now he's a backman. So that didn't yeah. work as a forward. Now he's a, now a really good backman for us. I think he's, before he got dropped two weeks ago, he was like probably second in the AFL for intercept marks. So yeah. obviously our recruiters and list management have done a really good job. And that's where yeah. I think um, we've kind of 
gone through the rebuild without even saying that we have had a rebuild. Yeah. That's why I was saying you're off air. We've been in, I've been here for five years and I've never really seen the term rebuild. So you didn't hear that once. You didn't hear the word rebuild at any point in time um, when you were going through uh, the transition stage of um, the go-home five, you know, yeah, which yeah. if we take people back to that period, the club was on its knees. Yeah. I mean, and the, oh, like the top, like – yeah. The, for like last five draft picks at the time. I mean, spent two years developing these guys. Yeah. Um, so there was no time where you heard the club say, we're going through a total rebuild or a reset of any kind. Well, I, I never publicly, like we might have said it, but I never publicly um, remember seeing there was a rebuild. So the players always kind of had the the idea in their head that we're going to try and win every game still. We, we didn't have that kind of excuse that we're going through a rebuild. And I know internally players know how how the club's going and where they sit in terms of, um, you know, win-loss ratio. We've been bottom five for the last five or so years, so we know where we sit. Um, last year was a big stepping stone for us. We lost five games under a goal, so we kind of understood that we went far off. And the message that Fagus are selling to us was really, really positive for us in terms of knowing where we're going and where we actually sit. So I saw that after the game that they had a lot of um, cold uh, after that loss against Yeto, so they had... Um, uh, a sit-down session. They looked each other in the eyes and talked about, um, I guess, hard truths. Yeah. And that can all be just talk. You don't know. So you, you kind of had to see how they're going to come out this week. And now they lost Murphy, um, Liam Jones, I think is out for another six weeks of their concussion. So you've got to really find something there and it's going to show a lot of um, underbelly and see how they go. But, yeah, we never publicly – I don't think we ever publicly said that we're going through a rebuild. And it, obviously our recruiters did really well. We like, we got Lockie Neal, who's – who's coming on today, who's a gen, I'm not just saying this, he's a genuine superstar. I think I tagged him like three years ago when um, he was having his breakout season. Like I think he set the records for most disposals that year. And yep. so getting him across, I was like, damn, that's actually a really good pickup for us. Like that's another piece that we needed. Um, our younger players getting more games in them. Um, when we're going through those bad periods, uh, they were getting games and experienced. And then we got Luke Hodge, who took a lot of pressure off our back line. Yep. The thing with our back line is that was probably the youngest spot on the ground for yeah. us. We had um, Harris Andrews, Darcy Gardiner, um, Dan Rich was holding the fort back there. Um, and that takes a lot of pressure off them when Hodgie came in. And obviously we know what kind of a player he is and what he offers off-field experience-wise. So yep. I think we just recruited really well. And, and Jared Lyons as well. And Jared Lyons, he's another pickup that, that kind of went under the radar. Um, and he might not be getting like the 25s and those magical stats that he was getting at Gold Coast last year and the year before, but he provides so much. Like yep. without... Standing like a suck ass. He was he provides so much off field and he his little baby is sent a square bounce and yep. stoppages and setting it up with stoppages, getting there early, setting us all up and um it shows with our I think we're number one in the AFL for scores from stoppages. So we know we know what our strengths are and we think if we bring that every week we've got a chance to win. But in terms of rebuild, it's oh, it's just so I feel for, I feel for Colin because it's so like they're copying it, man. Like I feel yeah. bad for him, but at the same time, it's not I don't think it's the coach's fault, honestly. And I just hate seeing people like they're the first to be thrown in the bus, and yeah. I think that's really tough on him. Well, because I mean, you look at two years ago, Buckley's was was being told he he had to go, yeah. um, and and a lot like, was made. And Damien Hardwick, I remember yeah. three years prior to that, Damien Hardwick's um, always been on the chopping block. They always yeah. say that it's just because they're big clubs, and and they, they expect all four of those big clubs, Mel, uh, not Mel, uh, Colton, Essendon, Richmond, Collingwood, just to be that powerhouse club that they've always been. Yeah. Um, and Colton's going to cop it for us a year, and they're going to the media. This is the thing: the media will drive this so hard that he might actually get sacked, which is terrible because yeah. 
um, at the start of the year, everyone was praising up the Blues and how they've been going, this, you know, the honourable losses and stuff, and they, they, they could honestly be like have four wins. Yeah, yeah. And seriously. they're a young team, so that like that's what we struggled with last year. We didn't know how to finish off games and win games. So um, I just hope they don't do anything stupid. I, I saw Juddie's... Um, um, footy, footy classified, classified yeah. and I thought he handled that really I well. I thought that was probably the best media performance I've seen and of he's, anyone this year. That's what I say. Like I haven't seen much from the club in terms of um, coming out on the front foot like that. And Juddy just he, like obviously I'm biased because yeah. I love the bloke. I um, played um, six years with him, but he just answered it all so well. And he was copying it from Caroline Wilson, and he, ha- yeah. he handled it really well. And it was the best. It was hands I, down I the really best enjoyed media it. performance I really I've enjoyed seen it. of anyone this yeah, year. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and he just. I can understand what he's saying because he, I think he feels the same way. You can't just throw the coach under the bus. Like that's not going to change anything. If they if they bring in a new yeah. coach, I don't know anyone. It's in the caper right now who can take over and just dominate that coaching role. I don't yeah. see anyone. Yeah. Um. I saw Rats's name thrown up, and I don't know if he'd even take that job because they kind of got rid of him unexpectedly when he didn't deserve it. So yeah. I don't know. It's a really tough one. As I said, I can't. I don't want to. You know, kick him when the guts while they're down and yeah. stuff so I don't really want to throw too much shade the, at Colin the, there's an eeriness around the malt house oh, what are you trying to get me angry for I'm having a good morning what, what, don't what, go what, bringing this bloke's name up on my podcast oh, oh, is this a sore spot that we can't is it we a can't? sore spot come on man really yeah. stop it no way I didn't know that oh, this is this is a question without notice so I didn't uh, but, but there is a there is an eeriness around his the campaign against him and, yeah, and yeah. what's kind of building behind the scenes with, with Bolton so you, you just hope that um, Bolts has a real chance at, at sort of turning the, the plays around, which, from all reports, he's done an amazing job yeah. internally. So, and I don't understand. I don't. I don't know firsthand what what he's had involvement in, in terms of picking the players that have been come to the club and in the time he's been there. I think he's been there three years, maybe. I'm I think so. Sure. Yeah, three or four years. So I don't, I don't know. Um, hopefully they they uh, get a couple of wins soon, just to take a bit of pressure off. But um, now they're really in hot water at the moment. All right, well, Lockie Neal just texted me, mate. He is probably five minutes away. I had to delay him. I felt bad. I said, mate, we're on a, we're on a strong topic here. The podcast, yeah. people, people's podcast. We don't yeah. got to rush in this shit. So. Absolutely. Um, no, that's pretty much it for today. We're going to probably upload two two segments. So we'll do our podcast and then the Lockie Neal one on the Friday. So yep. make sure you stay tuned. Um, really enjoying this at the moment. It's, uh, we're getting a lot of feedback and I'm, I'm loving that. So yeah, it's, it's cool, it's, yeah. It's actually like... So much chat about it, which is good. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, One on set, making headlines making every week. Making headlines every week, so yep. that's a good thing. But no, um, next week will be a good one. Um, we'll see how this guest goes. If yes. we do well, then we'll yes. keep getting them on. And we may not. We may get him to nominate someone to jump on our next show. Next nominate. Absolutely. Absolutely. We might have to get him to do that. Yeah, so we we'll can start a, we we'll start a movement. I'm excited for this. It should be good. I yeah, can't yeah, wait. I know you've done a lot of research and homework. I've done none, so. actually, so... <laughs> <laughs> you sent it through all the questions last night. So, no, nah, we appreciate you coming up, mate. Um, stay tuned for the Lockie Neal interview um, and make sure you subscribe to iTunes, YouTube, my Twitter account, my yes. Instagram. No, joke. Just make sure you watch this um, on iTunes or YouTube or like and subscribe. 100%. Cheers, Sean. Bye. Bye. Get it. Sean. Get it.